Welcome to the For What For Who podcast hosted by me, Courtney Croucher. This weekly podcast will cover everything revolving around living intentionally through bouncing relationships, self-love, professional career, health, wellness, and so much more. This podcast is for anyone who wants to exude main character energy, live their life unapologetically on their terms, and go after their wildest dreams. Every episode includes actionable takeaways to upgrade your mindset and life to encourage you to be in the driver's seat of your life. If you're looking to upgrade your life in any way, you're in the right place. Subscribe to hear new episodes from myself and special guests every every Friday on all streaming platforms. Thank you for being here and let's get into the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning into another episode. I just gotta say, God damn, does it ever feel good to be back? I know I said it last week, but like, I feel so in my element back on this microphone. So I'm really excited and it feels really good to be here. Today, I want to talk about the kind of logistics around running a podcast, why the name Strategic Slut Podcast is dead, what we did with her, and what for what for who is going to be all about, what came of the name, and what prompted the change. Um, Because I feel like it's really important and I know that I want to provide massive value with this podcast, but I also feel like for everyone who's been around the last two years, like what the fuck happened to Strategic Slut is a huge question. So I'm going to answer it on this episode. Now, I just want to quickly clarify that for anyone who is listening, you're like, but I don't know what Strategic Slut was. Maybe you're a new listener. I feel like you'll still get some value of this, just being able to learn how to, or not necessarily learn learn how to, but gain insight on what it's like to be a podcaster and what the realities of that are. I think there's a lot of gray area in the space specifically for what I was trying to do. And I'm going to talk about that further because there's a lot of interesting shit that I think that all of you will kind of benefit from and just be able to kind of think about. So I guess I'll just give some backstory. If you've already heard this, I'm sorry, but you're going to hear it again um, on why I started the podcast and kind of how Strategic Slut originally came about. So I'm Courtney. I was a university student. I am now 23. I was 20 or just turned 21 when I first started the podcast. I started Strategic Slut out of a need to discuss essentially sexual liberation. I just noticed that people were not talking about love, sex, and dating in the way that I wanted to talk and listen, discuss these types of things and the the taboo subjects in a way that was informed and like kind of had a feminist approach to it. So kind of what came about this was all of university, I knew I wanted to start a podcast. I talk a lot. I was bullied for talking a lot and having a loud voice and a lot of opinions. And so I started a podcast. And when I took this course in women's studies, so I was at Western University, I started out with media information technoculture, it's called MIT. And then in my first year of school, I took an intro to women's studies course, fell in love with the entire faculty and decided to double major from that point on. In my third year of university, I took this course called called How to Sex Ed. It was all about all of the gaps in how we learn and know and what we know about sexual education, how we think of sex, marriage, divorce, what is seen as okay and not okay in our society and culture, but also how it differs in other countries, including an intersectional approach of LGBTQ plus folks as well. Obviously, 
when we think of even just movies and TV shows, pop culture, a lot of it's very heteronormative, which means very focused on just a man and a woman in like a cisgender way. So they were born with penises and vaginas and they are kind of together, right? Um, There hasn't been enough representation of anything else. So that obviously impacts us not only how we view and what we see as visuals for relationships, couples, but also what we see in sex. Like if you think of different movies growing up and you see the woman like screaming as they're having sex, but like it's not very clear of what's happening there. Like I think that all fucked us women up of like thinking that just having sex would get us to an orgasm. (laughs) Like wow, I'm starting this podcast off strong. Okay. Anyways, you know, there's just a lot of things there. And so this specific class really broke all of these things down. It questioned who should be the ones who teach sexual education, because a lot of the way that we learn about sex ed is through fear based approaches. So talking about STIs and pregnancies and different risks of sexual intercourse and all of that. Um, And it's also religion-based. So a lot of obviously approaches towards that are rooted in different religions that um, don't believe in sex before marriage. They were abstinent-based and stuff like that, but don't actually teach you about once, let's say you are married, what even like... (laughs) what to know about sex. Like you're just teaching abstinence and not anything about pleasure or consent or anything that really is related to an informed sexual education. So this course that I took changed my fucking life because I always have loved the taboo, nitty gritty, the shit that people don't want to talk about. I mean, half the stuff that flies out of my mouth is very blunt and very like, who let her say that? I know that. (laughs) And I think it's one of those things where I, from a young age, have been very just like provocative, I guess. Like I've always loved the provocative too. I loved people who would say the like, you know, left side things, like just where the fuck did that come from? Um, And also just like questioning what's okay and what's not okay. Like from a young age, I had so much shame around even like having boobs at a young age. Like I got my period when I was like 11 or 12 and I had double T double D tits by the time I was like 13. So I was really badly shamed by a French teacher back in elementary school who told me I looked like a hooch and I was wearing a V-neck fucking Tinkerbell t-shirt. And so little experiences like that, you know, even just the policing of girls and the length of their shorts and their tank tops, spaghetti straps, whatever in school, like that already starts to impact how we feel about ourselves, our bodies and things like that. And being sexualized at a young age when half the time we're not thinking about that at that point. So, you know, it's one of those things that this course highlighted all of the kind of insecurities and questions that I had growing up, but it didn't have the language for it. Even just the idea, I remember like even in, in my first couple years of university, like why is this guy Brad, you know, being like seen as an amazing guy when he's fucking girls left and right. But then the girls who actually sleep with him are labeled as sluts and whores. Like I could not wrap my head around these double standards and I didn't have the language to actually look at why that is and what the history, like, why are we at that point in society where it's gendered, right? How do we know what we know about sex? And that is what this program did. So it, 
really changed my life. Like I, even just talking about it right now, I get so lit up because it was literally the most insane learning experience I've ever had. And the professor who taught it was incredible. I've since emailed her over the years and just let her know that I started a podcast literally inspired by everything she taught in that program and that it changed my life. So I just, yeah, it was so amazing. So when I learned all of this stuff in my class, I remember just kept talking about everyone I everyone I knew. I was telling them how I wanted to start a podcast back in like first or second year. And then finally in third year, after I took this course, it changed my life. I started to really develop a voice of just not caring, I guess, what people thought. Like I was just kind of ready now to just say fuck it and do it. So I had already been listening to podcasts for years. I kind of knew how to start one. Honestly, what prevented me from starting one earlier was that I didn't feel like I knew what to do. I didn't know how to do like the microphone setup and the recording, like editing, all of that. But honestly, I learned as I went, like, I wish I had done it sooner because I would have been able to learn what I didn't know a lot sooner as well. And if anyone's thinking about starting any kind of podcast or blog or fucking film or whatever creative project you want to do, you just have to start because you literally don't know what you don't know until you just start doing it and you learn as you go. You can't become a pro by just Googling things. You have to put it into action. You know, learning is just learning without becoming knowledge if you don't put it into action, right? So it is one of those things where I sat on it for a long time. I also didn't know what to name it. I wanted something punchy and cheeky and something that grabbed your attention. And over the course of the summer of second year, I believe, or third year, somewhere in that timeline, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Oh my God. COVID really fucked up my perception of time. But anyways, I think it was the summer of third year. I finally came up with the name Strategic Slut. I don't know where it came from. It just popped into my brain. I'd been dabbling with different names and brainstorming for a couple of weeks, but I really suddenly had this like point where I was just like, I have to start this podcast. And it actually originally was supposed to start with one of my friends. Um, she is no longer in my life now, but at the time she wanted to be a part of the podcast as well. So we got to the certain point where I was like, yo, are we doing this? How are we going to do this? When we, we've both lived in different cities for university. And I was like, how are we going to make this happen? And she was like, you know what, Court, like, I think this is your thing. I'm happy to be a guest on it, but I don't think I have the commitment level that you're kind of looking for. It sounds like you're really ready to take this as your project. So I'd love to support you. However, I can't commit to you with this. And I was like, good. Cause it's my podcast. Um, I kind of didn't want anyone else to be a part of it. I wanted her like as a guest, but honestly, in my mind, it felt like my podcast anyways, but it sounded more approachable to start a show with another person to kind of help you along the way. However, obviously in hindsight, I'm very glad that it started out as just me because honestly, we would would have had a fucking call her daddy situation, Sophia versus Alex. So Anyways, um, that's how Strategic Slut started. It had the intention of wanting to discuss taboo subjects at the forefront and really tackle you know, sexual liberation and love, sex and dating from a feminist perspective and just be able to kind of make it a more approachable subject. You know, even the word feminism can turn off a lot of people, which is one of the things I want to talk about on today's episode. So what went wrong with Strategic Slut was... One, 
my life changed over the course of doing it. So I didn't have obviously a clear vision of what I, how to run a podcast, um, what makes a great podcast show and episodes and things like that. I didn't fucking know. I still don't really know. I'm still trying to learn. So that was something that was already just like, I was just literally like 20, 21 years old, just throwing it out there and trying to make content that excited me. Then as I got more serious about the podcast and wanting to really turn it into something that grew, I faced a lot of battles with the name. So Strategic Slut, obviously it had the intent of reclaiming the word slut because the thing with in my first episode, if you scroll down, even in the library, even though it's under for what, for who, you still see all of the old episodes. My very first episode is called who counts as a slut. And it was all about, you know, taking this word back and looking at it and be like, oh my God, there's so many things within this. Is there really an, a definition? No, there's not. There's this kind of a publicly like, like a, on the mass scale, acknowledgement. And I think every, when we say slut, everyone kind of alludes to the same idea, but there's no actual definition and there's no actual way of measuring it. You know, is a slut someone who sleeps with a lot of people? What's a lot of people? Is there a number to quantify it? Is it just a woman that counts as a slut or do men fall into that category as well? You know, does this, what even counts as sex, right? If you've given 80 blowjobs, are you a slut? Maybe you're, you're like, you're still technically a quote unquote virgin, but you've been given out handies left and right. Like there's all of these questions here that just don't make sense when it comes to the word slut. So I have, it's always pissed me off and it was something that I want to use to make a cheeky podcast title from. What I didn't anticipate was being shadow banned on many platforms because of the name, even to the point where my email address was being like reported as junk and spam due to like explicit content, essentially seen as pornography. Um, I created a website domain and couldn't put it live because it was getting flagged as pornography and like 18 plus getting restricted users. Same thing with my YouTube channel. I created one called Strategic Slut and it was being restricted due to the name. I also think just in terms of the logistics of growing a podcast for it to ever turn into something more. The name is something that a lot of brands will not work with, not because of the sexual content or talking about taboo subjects. It's literally because of the term slut. Um, I know how backwards it sounds. And the funny thing was I actually hired a podcast expert. He's been in the like broadcasting and podcast and radio industry for over 20 years. He's been in podcasting before podcasts were even a thing. And he has seen the evolution of them, of course, and what audio content can do. And so I hired him because I didn't know how to move forward with this podcast. I was getting up approaching my hundredth episode, which was a huge milestone for me, as I talked about last week. And I didn't know how to move forward to be able to make this podcast grow beyond what I'd been able to get it to. It was about 5,000 listeners and I wanted to get it to fucking 10 and then a hundred and, you know, and just keep it moving. I just saw the potential of what this podcast could do for Myself and for other people, it was definitely selfish. I mean, you have to be slightly egotistical to throw your voice on a podcast and talk to yourself for every week. But I talked to him about it because I was like, I'm at a kind of wall. I don't know what to do with this podcast name. I don't know if I should change it. I believe in the message so much, but 
I'm hitting all of these walls and it's limiting my ability to grow. And the advice that he gave me, and it was so powerful, was the message doesn't have to change, just the name does. He said it's, and he even, he's a man, like a white man in his maybe 50s who validated, he's like, I see what you're trying to do. And it's so fucking stupid that we are in 2021 and the term slut is getting you banned from a lot of ways to grow. You know, if you think of what's happening even on TikTok and Instagram, a lot of creators who are even like sex educators who are genuinely people who are qualified to give sexual advice and education, things that people really should learn specifically on, you know, pleasure and risks and all of the things on how to stay safe, all of these things are being banned or shadow banned, whatever you want to call it, being removed, their their videos are being removed, no matter what the intent behind it is. And there's a lot of a lot of um, complicated issues within that also because, you know, even other creators on TikTok, let's say, who don't fit into the, like, white, thin, body, ideal beauty standards of, you know, kind of Western society, the um, they're not being, or, like, their videos are being removed. So if, like, there's someone who's in a different body that's in a bikini especially if they're not white too, like they can often be taken down for explicit content, but yet like uh, someone like Addison Rae is left up there half naked, right? And that's not to shame her, it's just to shame actually the lack of consistency with the platforms that are, you know, removing certain creators' videos and not others. So it's super fucked up and there's a lot of things within it. And even if we look at what's happening with OnlyFans, even just like actual... um, sexual content creators are or explicit content creators I don't know what the right term is but they're being removed as well but like Pornhub that has like literal pedophilia like embedded into it is still alive and thriving right so there's just a lot on the internet that's really interesting when it comes to explicit content and that's something that's obviously prevailed throughout our society in general in every industry you know certain things that are in films Um, are fine, but other things aren't, you know, certain things you can do on TV shows, but like, you know, if you think of HBO versus a family network and where the lines are within that is is super interesting. I'm not going to get too in depth with all of the shit. Either way, there's just a lot of messed up stuff. So what ended up happening was I had to decide whether strategic slut as the name was so important to me that it's going to limit my ability to grow it through forms of marketing. Obviously, how this podcast is marketed is via social media. And when those individual social media platforms have their own like laws and rules about certain words and shadow banning and all of that, it's very friggin' difficult. And it got to a point where I was becoming very frustrated and needed to switch up the game. Now, The second thing that I experienced was that the name also turned off people who I would love for them to listen. You know, for anyone who maybe has grown up in a traditional way of thinking when it comes to sexual taboo content um, and just ways of thinking. Now, if you actually listen to my podcast, it really wasn't that vulgar. And if you've listened to any other podcasts such as How Come or Call Her Daddy or Sophia with an F 
or um, fuck, there's so many other ones. But anyways, there's a lot like more vulgar content. I'm going to call it. I don't, I don't say this in a negative way. I'm just going to say that like the actual, what they talk about is way different than what I was talking about. However, the name itself kind of created this black and white thing on, on the internet. So also when it, when I think about that podcast, because of the name, anyone who I came into contact with who are really of traditional beliefs and values, they wouldn't even give it a chance because of the name. Now, in my early days of podcasting, I didn't give a fuck because I was like, well, if it's not for you, it's, it's not for everyone. So like take it or leave it. But the thing with that is it doesn't one cultivate community and two, it doesn't get my message across because it's almost creating a bubble, like a filter bubble of people who are in alignment with my beliefs and my kind of energy. So they'd just be listening to my podcast and supporting the podcast. But anyone who is potentially interested in the subjects I'm talking about in each episode, they won't even get a chance because of the name. Now, yes, that's annoying. And what's actually ended up happening later in 2020 was I actually hired someone else to help me and she told me I need to make it more approachable to the masses. And that actually encouraged me to say, no, fuck that. I'm going to rebrand and make it even more blunt. So I uploaded a cover art with uh, me in a blazer, no bra, titties, you know, taped to my neck. And I looked hot as hell, but still classy. And I was like, no, we're going to really like sell the strategic slut thing. But like I said, what ended up happening was that it still created this filter bubble of some people who are with me and also just like men who want to fuck me is essentially the audience I was cultivating through this type of messaging. And it just no longer was serving my vision. And it was also not feeling in alignment anymore. You know, I'm not a sex educator. I'm not someone who only wanted to talk about love, sex and dating, especially when it came to 2020 with all of the things that are happening in the world, social justice issues, you know, all of those things, I wanted to expand what I was able to talk about. And the term strategic slut did not, it didn't, uh, you know, didn't allow for an umbrella title to be able to encapsulate all of those different topics. So I actually hit a point before I got to Vancouver where I realized maybe I need to actually just let go of strategic slut completely. I just had this kind of come to Jesus moment where I realized I actually really love talking about living intentionally and I actually ended up rebranding the podcast when I uploaded the new cover art back in January 2021. I actually changed even the like messaging of strategic slut to like live intentionally and unapologetically but like that was still focused on kind of a sexual like idea just because of the name strategic slut where for what, for who is very different from that. And I cannot wait to talk about how that came about. Um, but the, I just want to quickly touch on one other thing, which is when it comes to the taboo subjects, I had this realization and maybe through just maturity and through having done a podcast for a while now, I just realized that it's really not about grabbing the the such crazy attention. Sometimes you can actually simplify it and just like lead with value. And I think that's where I was getting so caught up where I was almost trying to 
get everyone to understand the message so hard to the point where my content wasn't aligning with it anymore because I was spending so much energy on the fucking name, you know? And I'm just, that came to a point where I was just like over it. So now we have for what, for who? Now let us talk about what happened with this. So kind of a funny story. I was, so once I decided I was going to rebrand and have this more focus on like a broader scope of lifestyle and living intentionally, um, and, and balancing just life, like lifestyle includes relationship, health, wellness, career, business, all of that mindset, all of the things that really interest me. And I, I love talking about this shit. So obviously it's very fitting. So when I was trying to come up with a different name, I wanted something that aligned with the broader message of intentional living. And something that I've said actually for years is like, for what, for who? So what an example of this, I remember very specifically my roommate back in university, she wanted me to go out for Halloween. And I was like, so broke. I was so exhausted. We had like midterms and shit like that. And it was just not a good time. And I couldn't justify going out and partying at this moment. It was not in alignment with my priorities at that time in my life. And I remember just going off on a, like a ramble or like some sort of rant and just saying like, so I'm going to go spend like a hundred dollars per, per costume, you know, buy drinks, buy cover, all of this, like spend fucking hundreds of dollars on a weekend of Halloween costumes and drinking for what, like for who, like who the fuck am I doing this for? And it was just this thing that I remember so specifically of like, for what, for who? And I've always asked myself this, and I've said this to other people, you know, it's really asking yourself, what is this for? Who is this for? Because a lot of us are often doing things for things outside of ourselves. We're performing for others sometimes. And if you think about it, it is really interesting to ask yourself, what am I doing this for? Who am I doing this for? You know, and I started to lean into this and it's something I've said for years. And then Actually, during COVID, obviously having time of reflection, I feel like everyone went through this, but I went through massive times of reflection and just realizing some of the shit that I was doing pre-COVID was not for myself. It was for the either acceptance or validation of others. And I no longer wanted to live my life like that. And even now coming out of COVID and living in a new city that has different standards and stuff like that, I'm still having to question myself of what am I doing this for? Who am I doing this for? Because it is one of those things where we can get caught up in what the fucking crowd's doing. You can get caught up with what the standards are, what, when you look around and everyone looks a certain way or does certain things, makes a certain amount of money, you know, acts a certain way, it can, you can get lost in it. And it's difficult to stick to your own values and beliefs and who you are at your core. And a lot of us don't even know who we are at our core. So trying to create what we want to be can be very challenging as well. You know, asking ourselves, I I actually had someone recently who said, they're like, I just want to be a millionaire. And I asked them, why do you want to be a millionaire? And they, what they actually alluded to is they wanted financial freedom. They wanted the lifestyle of a millionaire. They didn't actually want a million dollars in the bank account. They wanted the lifestyle that came with it. And that was something I've even experienced myself. I've always said, I just want to be a rich fucking bitch. And it's not the fact that I actually want, you know, when you think of rich bitch, I think of like, you know, designer and, and nice cars and private jets and like, 
men who order bottle service, okay? I almost like envision that, but to me, what a rich life looks like so different than what I used to have this vision for. When I was in university, all I wanted was a Range Rover and a Gucci belt, which still makes me laugh because I have no, no desire for either of those things anymore. (laughs) Like, it's so funny when we think about just how our vision of things can change as well, just as we get older and we gain knowledge, obviously, and just mature throughout our lives. But yeah, the, this whole idea of living intentionally has been something that really stands so strong in my being and in my soul. And when I, I've always been the person that people come to for advice and for, cause they know that I'll t- tell it like it is and I don't sugarcoat things, but I also do it with love. I'm not telling someone something to be mean or cruel and I don't give unsolicited advice. If someone asks me a question, in my opinion, I provide it. And sometimes, you know, people ask questions that they don't want the answers to. And I'm that person that will also hold my ground and say, hey, you asked me for my opinion and here it is. Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. And so when it came to restructuring this podcast and rebranding it, renaming it, all of these things, I realized that what lights me up is talking about why we do the things that we do, what makes us us, right? Why things are the way they are. Like literally I I get real into this type shit and it is something that definitely lights me up. It's kind of what I studied in school to a degree of just learning how technology affects society, how media has completely changed the world um, and how we even function. And obviously COVID-19 like highlighted what digital technology can do for us, obviously having the ability to work from home and all of that stuff. So all of these things really kind of interest me. And when it comes to the overall thing of doing and living a life that you want to live is super powerful to me. And as someone who studied a lot of like anti-capitalist shit too in university, I feel like there is this really interesting level of like kind of mending um, different philosophies and also just me being a 23 year old blunt voice who likes to just share my opinions and experiences and all of that. Um, who also wants to be a very specific type of person. And I, I have the motivation and grit to do that and hopefully inspire others to live life on their terms as well and become who they want to be. So that is how For What, For Who came about. Um, it's something that literally like sits so well in my soul the minute that I, the minute I remember, I think I was in the middle of a workout and it finally just fucking clicked of like, oh my God, For What, For Who? And I told my mom and she's like, oh my God. And any other podcast name that I had like brainstormed um, was already taken or there was like a variation of it that was taken. And I hated that because I was like, am I even original? Like, And I'm sure someone out there has said for what, for who before in their vocabulary as well, but no one has a podcast name called it. So fuck all of you. Um, that was a joke. That was aggressive. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Yeah. That's how for what, for who came about. And it is probably the most intentional and me thing I've ever done. It feels so in alignment with my soul and my purpose and life. And I'm just really fucking excited. It really does broaden what I can do with this podcast, who I can bring on to this podcast and hopefully provide the ability for it to grow. Obviously knocking down the barriers that I had with the previous name. 
I also just feel like, you know, when Taylor Swift went through that like revamp and she's like, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead. That's how I feel right now. I buried Courtney and Strategic Slide. Like, I really buried that old version of myself, my old podcast self. Um, and we're a new bitch now. So, I'm super stoked. I want to thank you again for all of your support. Everyone's comments and messages and all of that have been honestly so amazing and like just really motivating. I was really scared to come back into the podcast world after a four month hiatus and be like tackling a new name and a new brand and all of that. But it has felt so, so good. And knowing that, knowing I kind of cut my losses where I did and kind of just start fresh, like I, I can't wait to see where this podcast goes and what I'll be saying in a hundred episodes from now, you know, like I'm, I'm so, so stoked. So thank you again for being here. I, you know, if any words of advice or any actionable items would be, if you're wanting to do something, do it. Stop looking around and saying, oh, but they know so much. Like Joe Rogan didn't get to where he is by just waking up and deciding he was a, you know, Spotify premium like podcaster. I don't remember what deal he signed, but it was like millions or billions of dollars. It was insanity. Same thing with Alex Cooper, you know, like there's a lot of big podcasters in the, in the industry that they didn't just wake up pros. I think of the one well, one podcast, but also another person that speaks to my soul and who has been one of the most massive inspirations to me from the beginning is Lauren Everts of The Skinny Confidential and her husband, Michael Bostick. They, she was a blogger and had a YouTube channel. And because Michael, her husband, was sometimes seen in the background, people got interested and wanted to know more about him. And one time they were like drunk on a trip and they decided like, maybe we should start a podcast. It seemed like an efficient way for their community to get answers and get more insight on their relationship and stuff like that. And what Michael had to offer, because he would randomly do like guest appearances on Lauren's blog. And not only did they start that podcast, just it's called the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show, based around that like idea, but now they are the creators of Dear Media, a podcast network that has like, I don't even know how many shows anymore. And they're one of the biggest in the industry now uh, of a network, like five years into podcasting, right? So if that doesn't show you what you need to know, like I, I, no one can do it for you. Right. And that's the thing. If you have something burning inside of you, like five years from now, will you be able to live with the regret that you will have from not doing what you're wanting to pursue? So I 10 out of 10 recommend it and also support it. If you don't know, ask someone who does. If you can't figure it out, you Google it. You know, you can always find a way And that is becoming a resilient human being. That is being resourceful. And the learning process that you'll experience through that will probably be even more beneficial, not even towards the project, but towards your own self-development and learning and just realizing how much more you're capable of. So I commend everyone who's doing that right now. And I encourage anyone who has some ideas floating to just fucking do it. So in the words of Nike, you know? That's the end of the podcast. The next couple of weeks will definitely be like more topic based. This 
just I need to get this out there so that I can answer some questions, have a point of resource for anyone who does ask, and just be able to kind of catch y'all up on where the fuck I've been and what this new podcast is all about, how it came about, and what happened to Strategic Slut. So I hope you learned something and enjoyed this episode. As always, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate this episode um, and this podcast show, it gets more exposure through the algorithms. And if you want to share this on your stories, tag me at the not so average betch and at for what for who podcast on ig i'm gonna do it one more time as always guys love yourself love others and wash your fucking hands i'll see you next friday have a great week guys